Gary Renard podcast number eight. Welcome to the Gary Renard podcast. Your up close and personal connection to Gary Renard, author of the best selling books, The Disappearance of the Universe and Your Immortal Reality. This is Gene Bogart, podcast producer and Gary's co host. And the beauty of this is today, I don't even have to make a transition. Gary's already on the line with me. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Great, buddy. How are you? Good, good. How are things up there in the frozen north? <laughs> It's going down to 11 degrees tonight in Maine. <laughs> but that's the bad news. You want to hear the good news? Sure. I'm flying to Fort Myers, Florida tomorrow morning. Aha! Well, that's going to be good news for you. Now, of course, as people are hearing this, you may actually be in Fort Myers, or you may have, in fact, already left. We're not exactly sure when this one's going to hit the airwaves. That's right, and you're in, uh, you're in Boca Raton, right? I'm in Boca Raton, which is on the southeast coast of Florida, and actually, if you went almost straight across west to the west coast, the Gulf Coast, you'd be in Fort Myers. Cool. Hey, maybe we can get together. You know, somewhere in the middle of Alligator Alley, there's some kind of a, of a Seminole Indian reservation where we could meet. Well, as long as it's warm, you know, I can risk the alligators. <laughs> yeah, the, the gators like it when it's warm. Trust me on that. Especially the, the Florida Gators, the football team. They just won the national championship. But anyway. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a terrific game. Terrific game. Terrific team. Congrats to them. Uh, but yeah, Fort Myers is a beautiful town. You've been there before, right? Yeah, I was there once before. And uh, it was a little chilly when I was there last time. But I hear it's going to be warm this time. Ah, that'll be nice. So that'll be great. And uh, actually... I was just in California, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you were there recently, and uh, I didn't really have much chance to talk with you about that. So, yeah, how'd things go? Oh, it was great. I stayed in uh, Laguna Beach, which is uh, just a wonderful place. And I went up and down the coast there. It was, uh, it was great. I love Southern California. I love all of California, actually. You're a real California fan, I know. Yeah, California, Hawaii, places like that. And, you know... Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to actually going to Hawaii for most of February. So, Ooh. you know, it's a tough job, Gene. I know you hate going to Hawaii. I know that. Yeah. How do you possibly put up? You know, the hula girls, the warm temperature, the uh, you know, the wonderful nights out under the balmy tropical moon. Well, I consider it to be my cultural duty to do these things. <laughs> all those all those Hawaiian pagans, the you know, the <laughs> the old school Hawaiians who need the enlightenment. That's right. And uh <laughs> I, I feel like celebrating because everything's just going so great. I'm so excited about all the developments. Yeah, you mentioned to me just as we were starting up that you had uh, some exciting things to talk about, so lay them out there, bro. Well, uh, this is just in the area of news, you know, what's going on. Like, uh, I'm actually writing a letter to my you know, subscribers. I have a list of subscribers. In fact, if anybody wants to subscribe to receive emails from me that I send out once in a while with announcements, uh, they can go to my website at GaryRenard.com, and there's a sign-up box. They just uh, you know, can sign up to receive these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to send out a letter. I'm giving the top ten reasons why I'm excited. <laughs> Only and, ten. Uh, number ten is this podcast. Oh, how cool. Well, at least we made the top ten. it could ten. be number one, but I'm putting it as number ten because I'm going backwards, so number ten will be seen first. Oh, okay. Okay, so I heard our podcast is, uh, what, in the top 30 in, uh, at iTunes? Yes, it is. Actually, you know, interestingly, they have a top 100 podcast in the spirituality category. We've, we've never been 
at a, at a higher number than than the top 50. We've always been within the top 50. Uh, I think today when I looked this up, it was like number 28. So we're doing very well in the placements. Wow, that's great. That's great. Congratulations. That's yeah, just a, a, you know, a, a quick note to folks who are listening in uh, via iTunes, because people, as you know, they can also go to uh, to forgiveness.tv, which is our dedicated website. And, of course, they can get the information right at your website, GaryRenard.com. But if they go to iTunes, uh, and if you feel so inclined, folks, uh, be, be sure to give us a favorable review. You can write up your own little review of our podcast series. And that can only help, you know, as, as my old grandmother used to say, it couldn't hurt. Well, so that's great. That's, That's number exciting. 10, so then it's like a top 10 list for you. You know, and I didn't even know a couple of months ago that we'd even be doing this. So, uh, Yeah, this is still pretty new. Now, number 9, uh, this is about my audio CDs. It sounds true. Uh, my audio CD, Secrets of the Immortal, which is over seven hours long, uh, I just found out for the year, and sounds true, is like the you know premier... Uh, audio CD company in the spiritual community. Right, they have a huge uh, catalog. My, my audio CD, Secrets of the Immortal, was their number six best-selling audio CD for the year. Wow. Of uh, 2006, so that's incredible. That's great. I was really surprised at that. I remember going in the studio and doing that and not rehearsing and just speaking for hours, and it came out uh, you know, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, well, it's number eight. Oh, yeah, William Arts. He's the director of the movie What the Bleep. Mm-hmm. He uh, reviewed my new book, Your Immortal Reality, in uh, this thing called The Bleep and Herald, which is their, <laughs> their the newsletter for that? the movie uh, What the Bleep. And uh, he, he just called both books, Disappearance and Your Immortal Reality. He said they were great books and really raved about them. That's given us a big boost. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's exciting. Uh what else? There's a big Course in Miracles conference in San Francisco in February. Right, I've heard about that. I, you know, somehow I wasn't invited, but I have heard about it. Yep. I'm, I'm, well, they didn't want you to be there because they, were, they know uh, that if you get up and speak, then <laughs> after that, nobody's going to want to listen to anybody else. <laughs> Flattery will get you anywhere, my friend. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, so I had that done as uh, number seven. Let me see. Number six. Oh, I'm in a movie. Yes, I heard about that. Now, is, the, is that are they letting kids into this one, or is it like those others? No, this is rated NC-17. Oh. You can't okay. get into <laughs> no, I'm it unless you. you're 25 years old. Right. Uh, but really, this is, uh, you can get details about it at my website. It's, it's called Little, Living Luminaries. Apparently, I'm a living luminary. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> so the details about that are on my website. But that's already playing like in home. Where else? In uh it's playing in Hawaii. It's playing in Portland, Oregon. Ah. And uh, it's just coming out now, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, number five, I have a full year this year of bookings. I just looked at my schedule at my appearances page at my website, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it, so, you know, uh, you better come and see me early in the year in case I can't make it through the whole year. <laughs> you might expire at any time. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but, uh doing that. Number four, uh, Disappearance, uh, the first book. It's just going all over the world, 14 different languages now. Wow. Uh, it keeps getting bigger. In fact, it's, it's bigger every year than the year before. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's wonderful. And Your Immortal Reality is uh, now one of the most critically acclaimed spiritual books ever written. No kidding. Which, uh, you know, all these, all these things have been like pleasant surprises to me because, I you know, I don't really think of what's going to happen with these things when when we're doing them. It's just later on you hear about this stuff, and it's really great. And uh, number two on my list 
is that uh, there's going to be a third book, because Arden and Persa came back on December 21st. Aha, uh-huh. yes, you mentioned that, but I didn't know the exact date. Yeah, and the uh, subject of the book and the, the theme of the book is going to be love. Ah. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And then uh, number one, which isn't really number one, because these aren't in any particular order, but we've gotten uh, at my website now 210,000 visitors. Wow, 200,000 plus. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. So I, we got all this stuff going on. And uh, it's exciting because it's like, you know, we don't really try to make anything happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seems, to, just seems to go. The message seems to go wherever it's supposed to go. And I seem to go wherever I'm supposed to go. And, uh, oh, that's because people are always telling you where to go. Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a good time, so I'm really excited about all this stuff. You know, it, it does seem to have, you know, you know, I've known each other a long time. It does seem like this has just unfolded very naturally. Like, as you said, you're not really pushing anything in particular. These things are just coming up when they're supposed to and working out the way they're supposed to. There's a certain smoothness yeah. to it all. Yeah, it amazes me how the message goes wherever it's supposed to go, and it finds its own unique way to get to people. And it, it sometimes it's very unusual, like people are walking in a bookstore and, and the book falls off the bookshelf and hits them on the head or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's it's always it's always amazing to me. Yeah, oh, that's incredible. That's great stuff. So that's your top ten, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send that to my uh, my uh, database, which is uh, a lot of people. I don't know exactly how many, but uh, if anybody wants to get that stuff, they can just sign up at the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I understand that if people have a you mentioned if people have a question to ask me, mm-hmm. uh, they can write it to you. Yeah, what we're doing, and we're getting a lot of them, we're going to do some on this episode here, and uh, I think in an upcoming episode, we're just going to do simply just questions, because we're getting so many. It's wonderful, and as I always tell people, you know, bear with us. We're getting to all of them so far. We haven't skipped any. Uh, we're trying to do them roughly in the order that they come in, and I know it, it may take a, a number of weeks or, or even longer to get to things, because there's just so many of them. But sure, if people have questions for Gary, send them to me. Uh, so far, we're using just my own email address for this. That's Gene at genebogart.com and in the subject line put question for gary and uh, as you as you'll hear in a little while we're going to get to some of these so and those are great people really seem to appreciate and very much enjoy your answers well great do you want to uh maybe we should get right to them you want to jump into a couple right now yeah why okay not? why don't we do that that's a great idea gary okay uh, this one came in a little while ago, and I'm glad we're finally going to get to it. It's from, uh, I have to pronounce her name right. Uh, it's a, it sounds like a lovely lady from the Netherlands. We have people from all over the world are contacting us on this stuff here, Gary. Uh, Inji is her name. Inji from the Netherlands. And she says, hi, Gary and Jean. I'm very excited about the podcast. I study Course in Miracles and your two books, and I forgive every day. But something troubles me, and it's this. You talk in your in the book DU, Persa talks about a slow burn. And she says, well, I have a slow burn going on. In my private situation, I live with my in-laws, who are very dominating. At least it seems that way to my ego. Everything has to go the way they want it. They are the boss. And I make myself almost invisible, and I get depressed by it. Now I forgive and forgive, but it keeps going on and on. My question is, what is the best way to forgive perhaps I'm doing it wrong, to become free from my fear to be myself and not be afraid of what others might think of me. And that comes from Inji from the Netherlands. She says, all my love, and I wish you the best with everything you do. From the Netherlands, that's Inji. Well, Gigi, uh, do you have any hard questions? Or? <laughs> we thought we'd start off with a, with a good, challenging one for you, Gary. Yeah, really. It's, but, uh, you know, that's, that's actually a pretty common 
uh, kind of a situation that people find themselves in. You're in a situation, you forgive, it looks like it just you know, keeps going on, and you're, it looks like you're forgiving the same thing over and over and over again. You know, it's like uh, you, know, you go into work on Monday, you forgive the people at work, you know, then you go back the next day and they're still there. You know, and it's like, it looks like, you know, nothing's, nothing's changing. The first thing to remember is that that's an illusion. And that every time you forgive somebody, you're being healed by the Holy Spirit. So the important thing is that uh, a miracle is never lost, as A Course in Miracles puts it. You know, uh, the Course says you can have undreamed of effects in situations of which you are not even aware. So whenever you forgive, it's working uh, there's a healing taking place. There's no such thing as a thought that doesn't have effects. Mm-hmm. So whenever you forgive, you know somebody else, not because they've really done something, but looking at it like the, your projection. You know, the world isn't being done to you; it's being done by you. You're the one that made them up. Now forgiveness is justified because you're not a victim. You know, when you start looking at things that way, it has to work. Now, a lot of people will think that the way that you judge whether or not it's working is what happens in the world. No, that's not how you judge whether or not it's working. Uh, what's important is to attain some kind of inner peace. And as long as uh, you know our friend from the Netherlands thinks that the way this is going to show up is by her worldly situation improving, she's looking for it in the wrong place. She's looking for results in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. The world is going to change eventually anyway because this is a world of shift and change. Nothing that we're seeing is going to last or stay this, the same as it is. So the key is not so much to worry about that, but just keep on forgiving and realize that you're being healed by the Holy Spirit every single time that you do it. There's uh, more and more unconscious guilt that is being healed, is being released uh, to the Holy Spirit and you're getting more of yourself back, and that's the important thing. And then what you want to do is, if you have a situation like in a slow burn that she described, if you don't like the way that that's going, well, ask the Holy Spirit for guidance as to how you should handle that situation that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Because forgiveness is done at the level of the mind, and that's also where inspiration comes from, is at the level of the mind. And by forgiving and by asking the Holy Spirit what you should do, and also by uh, meditating in such a way that you join with God, which is described in the chapter in Disappearance, which is called True Prayer and Abundance. Mm -hmm. By doing those things, what happens is eventually you will be inspired as to what you should do, you know, while you appear to be here. It's true that you're not really here, but at the same time, there are situations like that in our lives that we want to, you know, be guided as to what we should do something about. Uh, she may feel guided to actually, you know, do something about that situation. You know, as she forgives, she may find inspiration, which means in spirit, mm-hmm. coming to her in such a way that she'll be guided as to how to handle, you know, her in-laws and how to, you know, handle the situation. And, uh, you know, that's something that will come into her mind as an idea, and she will know that it's a solution, you know, a solution to her problem. And that does happen as a result of practicing forgiveness, because every time you forgive, you're removing, you know, this kind of like crap that's in the unconscious mind that's preventing you from being in touch with that kind of inspiration, Mm -hmm. which is actually spirit, which is actually love. So I would say keep on forgiving, but maybe start asking the Holy Spirit a little bit more 
about what what she should do about that situation that she finds herself in. So it almost sounds like that's a, a kind of a side effect. If you have a, a positive result here in the physical world, that's not your primary focus, which is to forgive, but rather that's a side effect that things may in fact get better and improve because of your connecting with the Holy Spirit. Actually, yeah, that's true. You could think of it as an after effect, mm-hmm. because uh, what's happening is that's not the focus. The focus is on forgiveness. The focus is at the level of the mind, which is cause. You know, as A Course in Miracles says, this is a course in cause and not effect. And uh, by focusing on the forgiveness, then the after effect will come later. That's not the focus, but it comes naturally as an extension of your forgiveness. It, it kind of like comes into your mind, and you might go, oh, wow, you know, that's a great idea. You know, and it may tell you how to solve the problem or remedy the situation that you're faced with. And even if that doesn't happen, maybe this answers Inji's question here, uh, as well as for all of us, even if you don't seem to see the results of your forgiveness here in the physical world, which would be the after effect or the positive side effect, but even if that does not happen, the very fact that you have continuously applied forgiveness to the situation is healing you every time you do that. It's healing you. It will lead to inner peace. And uh, at the same time, the thing to remember is that it's going to lead to a kind of peace that is not dependent on you know, certain things happening in the world. Uh, if, if we're dependent on certain things happening in the world in order for us to be peaceful, then we're going to be in trouble, because now you're at the effect of the world instead of being at cause. Uh, what we want is a kind of peace that can be there for us regardless of what seems to be happening in the world, and that's real peace. You know, and we can't always depend on things changing because, you know, that's the Holy Spirit's job. The Holy Spirit is in charge of time and space, as A Course in Miracles says. And, uh, you know, that's the Holy Spirit's train. We can't really do anything about that. Our job is to forgive, and we want to attain a kind of peace that can be there for us so that it doesn't matter what's, what seems to happen in the world. You look at Jesus at the end of his life. You know, things weren't exactly going good, but his peace was not dependent on things going good. His peace was there regardless of what appeared to be happening. And that's what we want, because that's something you can depend on, where if you're dependent on certain things happening in the world, then you'll never be happy, because the world is always shifting and changing, and it's always going to you know, kind of screw you up eventually one way or the other. And we continue on with our questions for Gary here in this podcast episode. You know, it's interesting. I see that we have a couple of questions here that all seem to kind of, there's like a theme going on, Gary. We kind of, uh, they're all revolving around uh, some problems in the here and now uh, illusory physical world, but I think they all apply very nicely. And in fact, we uh, had mentioned Inji before, our friend from the Netherlands. She had a, a, a quick second question. Might as well do it right now. She's been, she's been waiting a while for this one. And this is a very much of a sort of a physical world question. Uh, it says, she says, I have problems with my weight. Gee, that's unusual for most of us, isn't it? But uh, Inji continues, um, I shouldn't eat chocolate, not drink coffee because it drains me. But as the body is an illusion, how can I lose weight, etc., without making the body real and giving it too much attention? In what perspective do I have to see it? She says, I hope it makes sense. And it sure does, Inji. So uh, what do you think of that? Well, Sejin, how do we uh, pronounce our friend's name? Is it? Inji. It's actually Inji. spelled I-N-C-I, but she says you pronounce it as Inji. Oh. Well, that's cool. First of all, I want Inji to know that I'm coming to the Netherlands. Wow. In May. 
I'm actually going to be uh, doing a couple of workshops. Uh, it'll be in May 9th, I think, in Lilystad, in, uh, or maybe that's the 7th, and then May 9th through the 11th, I think I'll be in Gorda, which is in uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And that'll be my first time there, so that, I'm really looking forward to you know, touring a few places in Europe in May. Oh, that must be and, great there. It must be really fascinating. So uh, I hope that Inji will uh, you know, come to one of the workshops and say hello. I would bet she would. You'll have somebody you know now. Yeah. And uh, my two friends, I have two friends over there who translated the disappearance of the universe in, into uh, into Dutch. Wow. And, you know, so that's, uh, they'll be there kind of like helping me along, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to that. Now, uh, as far as things like losing weight, you know, you gotta, you got to remember that the course is done at the level of the mind, you know, and losing weight is done at the level of the effect. It's like apples and oranges. You know, so that, you know, there's nothing wrong with improving what you're seeing as long as you remember that, you know, you're, you're making a distinction between the world, which is an effect, and the way that you're looking at the world, which is the cause. So you practice forgiveness, and, you, and that's what you do at the level of the mind. That's where A Course in Miracles is always done. Other things that we want to accomplish, such as losing weight, you do that at the level of the form. What you do is you do the same kinds of things that other people do, but you want to do it without guilt. If you do eat, then you want to eat without guilt. You know, uh, a lot of uh, you know, people gain weight because they feel guilty about eating. You know, and uh, I remember Arden and Persa telling me once in the first book that, you know, if I eat chocolates without guilt, then, you know, they couldn't make my face break out, they wouldn't make me gain weight, things like that. You know, so there a lot of uh, the effects that things have on us are re- a result of unconscious guilt, just like any kind of sickness. Uh, Course in Miracles says that salvation does not, you know, heal the sick, because that is not a cure. It takes away the guilt that makes the sickness possible, and that is cure indeed. So the cause of our problems, and whatever we don't like about ourselves, is actually guilt. And by practicing forgiveness and by trying to remember that we're not guilty, you know, that can help us to do the kinds of things that we want to do in order to get the result that we want. So even though it's not about results on the level of form, what you do is you remember that, hey, you know, I can do these things uh, at the level of form. I can eat. I'm not guilty. If I want to lose weight, I can cut back uh, even more on eating because I know that that works, you know, for a lot of people, and you live a normal life. So, uh, you know, she can practice forgiveness at the level of the mind, you know, do whatever it takes to lose weight at the level of the physical, and, you know, that way, you know, you can do both. You can have both. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give up uh, living a normal life, and at the same time, you can get results uh, and still practice forgiveness at the same time. Well, that's a great answer. I'm sure Inji's going to prop. You know, and I think I have the handle on, on why Inji might have a chocolate issue. She's from Holland. Dutch uh, chocolate. Who can resist that, Gary? That's right. Now, I like, I like that dark ch- chocolate that they have. Uh, I do, too. In Europe, it tastes really good. We'll do a whole chocolate show one day. Well, that's true, because, you know, uh, dark chocolate is cocoa-based. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the kind, most of the chocolate we have in America is sugar-based. Ah, so it's not hard to figure out which is better for you. Yeah, and I guess it's the, the cocoa, the dark chocolate part, which is actually the part that's beneficial with the antioxidants and everything. That's right. Yeah, there you go. Imagine chocolate being good for you. Well, it actually is. It's the sugar part that's really not that good for you, but the, sh- the chocolate itself actually is good for you. 
That's right. That's my excuse. There you go. You and Ng are going to get along great in the Netherlands, I'm telling you. I think so. You know, they had a survey in England, and uh, a majority of women actually said that if given a choice between chocolate and sex, they would choose chocolate. No kidding. But I'm covered because, you know, when, when I go out on a date, I just bring chocolate. Now, so you say you're covered with chocolate. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> but you were thinking it. Well, I, I guess that would be okay. <laughs> it's sort of like combining the two. There was discussion about that at, at the uh, DU Yahoo group, you know. We should mention that, too. I know there's over 3,000 members there, and, and there may be people listening to the podcast who aren't aware that there's a discussion group on Yahoo.com. Uh, it's called the Disappearance of the Universe Discussion Group, and it's all based on Gary's work and A Course in Miracles. Great stuff. Some really cool people are there. So I know a lot of them are listening in right now. So hi, everybody. But uh, anybody else who's not there, please check that out. It's a really cool group. You'll really enjoy it. Yeah. Let's move yeah, on. in fact, we just oh. passed, uh, you know, we started with uh, 3,000 3, just uh, recently, and, and we're already up to like 3,500, so it's really... No uh, kidding, because it was 3,000, it was 3,000 just a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's gone up fast. Yeah, it really has. Wow. Well, that's maybe the podcasts are doing that. Well, it could have something to do with it. And you never know. Let's do another question. I got one here. This is, uh, again, in keeping with our international theme this evening uh, or today. Uh, this one is from Toronto. This, is, uh, this says, hi, Gene. My name is William, and I'm from Toronto. And then the question's for Gary. He says, I think I'm at the point of my life where Artin refers to in, uh, in your mortal, immortal reality as the bridge to the real world, where some of this stuff is starting to sink in on a deeper level and my perception is starting to change. Up until recently, I was a your average 24-year-old guitar player with dreams of being famous and all that goes along with that mindset. Does that sound familiar, Gary, to you and I for a second there? Yeah, it sure does, yeah. buddy. Uh, I think we got a lot in common. We're going to have to get together and play guitars again next time we come down there. We'll definitely do that. So, William, you're right there with us, a little younger than Gary and I, but uh, same idea. Okay. William says, my question for Gary is, what was your experience when your reality was flipped inside out and you started to realize the dream at the level where the whole damn thing is false, everything that we see here? He says, although I've had glimpses of this in the past, the more I contemplate it, the more difficult I find to look at my life the same way again let alone how to look at things that I thought would bring me pleasure, things like sex, success, security, false sense of self. How does one commune with the Holy Spirit and receive direction in a world where everything is twisted beyond understanding? And he's looking forward to your next trip to Toronto. That's William. Cool, yeah. Oh, I love Toronto. Toronto's great. Um, you know, I think that everybody has a different reaction to when the rug gets pulled out from under them and they realize that none of this is real. Uh, first of all, you shouldn't dwell on that, because that's not really the point. Uh, the idea that the world isn't real and that it's, it's all an illusion, that's just one part of forgiveness. But it's not the whole picture. It's like you're overlooking what isn't true to what is true. And unfortunately, a lot of people forget the, the next part, which is to realize that what's true is spirit. So it's not that you're giving up something. It's just that you're giving up something that's temporary in exchange for something that's permanent. You know, because spirit is permanent, and the body and anything that can be perceived or takes on a form is temporary. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're giving it up at the level of the physical. It simply means that you're looking past it and realizing that what you really want is something that's permanent instead of something that's temporary. And even while you're doing that, you can still have your cake and eat it, too, because you can still be a guitar player. You can still have a good time. Uh, you can still live a normal life. You can still do all the things everybody else does. 
So it's like, uh, you know, you get to live your life, and then at the same time, through forgiveness, you're building something that's permanent. Now, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, I'm going to have to give up the body, I'm going to have to give up my identity, I'm going to have to give up the things of this world. Well, you know, the truth is, 30, 40 years from now, or whenever they die, they're going to have to do that anyway. You know, they're going to have to give up all that stuff eventually anyway. So why not just practice forgiveness and build something that's permanent so that when the time comes, when you're not going to, you know, be in this body anymore, that you've actually built your something on, you know, on the rock instead of on the sand, which is the shifting sands of this world. And uh, that's why forgiveness is so important. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a guitar player. It doesn't matter, you know, if, uh, you know, you're somebody who, uh, you know, really enjoys the world or somebody who doesn't. The only difference is that if you're not having a particularly good time in the world and you're not having a particularly good life, you'll probably find it easier to give up uh, the idea of being attached psychologically to the world. But if you're somebody who's having a great life and you're, you know, you're getting all this abundance and all these good things happening uh, in your life that appear to be good things, then it's probably going to be a little harder for you to give up the, the idea of it being real and it's probably harder for you to have the rug pulled out from under you because you're attached to it and you want to keep it going. And uh, so that's the difference in degree as to whether or not you're willing to give up the world psychologically, usually. But the truth is that whichever position you're in, that the good thing in the long run is to have something that's going to last, something that's going to be yours forever, instead of something that's just uh, temporary and it's going to pass away anyway. Well, Gary, as we wrap up this podcast episode, one thing I wanted to mention in uh, in our last episode, which was the New Year's episode, you put forth kind of a New Year's resolution, and uh, your, relu- your resolution basically said to make 2007 the year when you finally get to a place where nothing of this world can really bother you, where you really have your attention focused almost totally on spirit and not on what happens here. And uh, I agreed to join you in that. You invited everybody to join in. I will tell you, I've had a lot of emails from people telling me that they said, I accept the challenge as well. I'm going to do that too. It seems to have really struck a chord with folks. And I wondered if you just wanted to briefly elaborate on that as we wrap things up. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, Course Miracles is talking about, uh, you know, the kind of peace that you get as a result of practicing forgiveness. And uh, it says that this kind of peace denies the ability of anything not of God to affect you. So what we want to do is we want to get to a point where the world doesn't have an effect on us. And I'm not talking about giving up the good stuff in the world or giving up your relationships or, or sex or anything like that. Uh, course in Miracles says that it's not the purpose of this course to uh, make you give up the little that you think you have. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not about giving up the temporary stuff. It's just about looking at it differently. And by looking at it differently, we can get to the point where, you know, the world throws something at us, you know, something bad happens, and all of a sudden we realize that we're not upset. And if we're not upset, then it's not affecting us. And uh, that also comes along with being a cause instead of that effect. Because, you know, if you're at the effect of the world, if the world is being done to you, then it will affect you. But if the world is being done by you, then eventually you can get to the point where the world has no effect on you. That's why Jesus says in the Course, once again, he says, the secret of salvation is but this, that you are doing this to yourself. So it's the difference between being a victim and being at the effect of the world, or being at cause, and being the one who is the maker 
of what you are seeing. The projection that you're seeing is, is being made by you. It's coming from you. And projection makes perception, as the Course says. So you've actually made that, which you are perceiving. And the more you realize that, the more it kind of like builds on itself and you get into a mode of thinking where the world can affect you because it's coming from you. And why would your own projection have an effect on you if it's just your dream and it's your projection and if you're the one that's making it up? It's like if you were in a movie theater and somebody on the screen started yelling at you, you know, it wouldn't bother you at all. Mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't have any effect on you because you know it's not real. Well, that's what this world can be like. It's possible, you know, it would be possible for someone to, you know, start yelling at you and you could almost break out laughing because you realize that what you're seeing is not true. Right. So uh, I, I really think that we want to deepen that experience this year and get to the point where, you know, no matter what the world appears to do to us, that it's going to affect us less and less and eventually not affect us at all. The Gary Renard Podcast is produced by Enlighten Up Creations and presented by Forgiveness.tv. Verbal content of this program is copyright 2007, Gary Renard and Gene Bogart. For further information on Gary's best-selling books, The Disappearance of the Universe and Your Immortal Reality, please go to his website, www.garyrenard.com. This is Gene Bogart saying thanks for listening, and remember that no matter what the question, forgiveness is always the answer. We hope you'll join us again next time here on the Gary Renard Podcast.